Hey, hey, welcome to Friday Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. You already know what we do. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Heck, it's even biblical tender. The only thing that's been money for over 5,000 years. You know, most, they go a couple hundred at, at the most. You know, we've been full fiat here since uh, 1971. We we went off the uh, the took gold away from us in 1933, uh, and and you can see <laughs> the train wreck that we're on. Uh, it, it's time to get yourself some hard assets, something that isn't somebody else's obligation to pay. And you know what? Have it where you know where it's at. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The website at allamericangold.com. This it, it, it just is fast and furious. The bank liquidity problem uh, continuing to spread. Uh, the Federal Reserve today got new operations coming. I'll tell you all <laughs> all about it. Uh, QE four getting ready to come. Uh, the market, uh, the Dow, the S and P are up a little bit. Uh, the Nasdaq's down, gold's up, silver's up. Uh, as we continue to watch all of this play out, uh, I noticed going into work today. Did you see gas? Yeah, three bucks, three bucks here in Phoenix. Uh, Two ninety nine nine at the state, which is one of the cheaper ones uh, that I try to fill up at over three dollars in a lot of places in town. Uh, crude oil uh, up right, right around fifty nine dollars a barrel. We'll see. I hope the Saudis are right and they get this stuff back online. I got a funny feeling it's not going to quite work out that way. So uh, make sure you budget for that. Higher gasoline prices, uh, apparently. You know, it's so funny. We we use very little Saudi crude. You know, Saudi mostly go. That's uh, on the other side of the hemisphere. Most of our oil uh, either comes from us, uh, Mexico, Canada, right? We, we kind of keep it in the hemisphere here, but uh, nonetheless, uh, that's welcome to the global economy as as we watch all of these things play out and, and we're watching uh, the, the central bank and, and the lies and the misinformation and, and yesterday, or well, yes, two days ago, you know, they cut rates again. A uh, bunch of them out today trying to calm them. Oh, oh, oh listen, we're going to, we're meeting by meeting on rate cuts. Yeah, we, they're cutting, okay? They're cutting. There's not going to be a trade. Notice how you haven't heard anything about trade lately? Yeah, well, there's a good reason. China's not dealing. Uh, so make sure you're prepared for what is really going to happen uh versus what Wall Street would wish that's going to happen uh unfortunately uh they don't like to deal into in reality very much at all i've got a very small but awesome special the, the today it's uh, i'll be surprised i don't think it'll last the show uh but we'll do that here in the next segment or two just be ready for that uh just uh uh, what's out there? We'll let you know. Like I said, right now, gold's uh, fifteen oh three, silver uh, seventeen seventy five to the ounce, and and a lot of things happening again today. Uh, General Motors 
No end in sight on the strike there at GM. And, and I'll just tell you, I feel for both sides. General Motors doesn't have any money. I hate to tell you. You know, they're, and this is part of the problem when companies report these adjusted earnings and you listen to the idiot box and you think that they're having record profits and record this and record that they're not. That's not true. When you count everything. Yeah, did GM do well when they don't? Hey, if you don't count all the money we got to spend to retool all of our plants, uh, then we did okay. But how do you not count that, right? Did you see Ford? Ford has $84 billion of debt. $84 billion. They just got downgraded to junk. Right? Ford's debt is about as, as good of an investment as lending Chicago money. Right? <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that article? I know a lot of you did. Chicago's on the clock now, right? Everyone's wondering uh, when it is that they're going to have to file for bankruptcy and, and get ready. Listen, all of this stuff, all of this debt that they built up, all these low interest rates aren't going to save you. Low interest rates reward failure, period. Right? It, it's, a, it, it's what allows for companies that should have been gone a long time ago and something better coming in its place and allows them to hang around. Right? It punishes all the savers. Listen, they're not done punishing savers. Big news out of Switzerland today. Everybody who's done well in Switzerland, you're going to start paying. Yep. It's finally here. You are going to be paying. Now, and the number keeps falling. First, they were only going to charge wealthy clients who had over $2 million in their bank. Now, today, hey, you know what? Did we say $2 million? Oh, we meant $1 million, right? And, and, and you know what's coming next. Oh, did we say a million? Oh, we meant 100000 right? Get ready. Right? Your money that's in your bank isn't worth the paper it's printed on. Just ask the Swiss. Pitcher Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 951 You know, they just had this big meeting. I mean, it just ended. They met on Tuesday. They met on Wednesday. You know, it, it's almost comical, right, that they do that. You know, I get it made sense back in the day when you know there wasn't cell phones and and uh, there wasn't video conferencing and all these things where hey, you know what? Hey, every once in a while we kind of got to get together so you we can you know get the real gist of what's going on. Uh, but anyway, every six weeks they go through this exercise and and you know Wall Street acts like oh oh the the it's like the king. Is, is coming, or the queen is coming, and everybody wait because, oh yes, the, the leaders of our wealth are speaking. Of course, they are the leaders of wealth for a very, very few amount of people. You don't believe me. 
then go to your bank and buy a CD. Most of the banks will actually tell you, the, the, the reputable will tell you, don't do it. <laughs> hey, don't do it. We, you're not going to make any, but, you know, you, you're going to, by, by the time you're done with inflation and everything else, you're, you're just losing money. And and again, like I said, remember what I said about Switzerland. This isn't Greece. This isn't Argentina. Right? This is Switzerland. Saying, hey, by the way, four-tenths of a percent. That's what they're going to start with. Right? Hey, here you go. Up. Oh. Pay us our VIG on top of all the other VIGs. Hey, uh, we're going to just, don't worry, we're just taking away four tenths. It's not, it's not a lot, at least for now. You know, imagine, you know, just, you know hey, uh, 10 years later, you just lost 4%. What did you do? Oh, I put my money in the bank. <laughs> what did you do that for? Well, because uh, what else am I supposed to do? Right? I've got X amount of stocks and this and that, right? This is why I said, you know, remember, for decades they told you you didn't want to own gold because it didn't pay interest. Today I'm going to tell you, you want to own gold because they won't charge you interest if you do. There you go. 800-951-0592. I got a, it's not big. But it's awesome. I've got 30. That's all I have. I don't have 31. I don't have 32. I've got 30. $5 liberties. These are the old ones. Right? 1866 to 1907. Fractional gold. You know, this quarter ounce gold piece. Right now, they're $430. I've got 30 of them. You save $30 a piece. $400. There's 30 of them available at 800 951 That puts your cost at $1,600 for four of them. Right? That's, you don't get fractional, especially you don't get $5 gold that close to spot. It just doesn't happen. Uh, 800-951-0592 on the silver side. No, silver. Man, we have sold. We probably sold more silver eagle cases this week than we've done in the last what, 10 weeks combined wouldn't you say, Arlene? Maybe longer. I mean, it's been incredible. Uh, but they, this, they're expensive. They're four thirty a roll. U.S. Silver Eagles at four hundred and thirty dollars a roll. Uh, still got silver dimes at seventy. So you got a smorgasbord of places to go at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now, yesterday, at the end of the day, Goldman Sachs said quantitative easing four will start in November. Today, the central bank had another one of these repo auctions, which is nothing more than the banks need money. They do this $75 billion a day deal. 
It was oversubscribed again today. About eight billion short. In other words, the the seventy five billion wasn't enough. Again, this is the third day in a row it wasn't enough. So uh, this morning, the central bank after the repo window closed had a new announcement, and they go it goes something like this. Okay, the central bank starting on Monday. They are going to have the Fed window open every single day that the $75 billion between now and October the 10th. So now they're used to, right now they were doing it day by day. Right, they started one on Tuesday. They said we're going to open one on Wednesday. Then late Wednesday, said we're going to do it on Thursday. Late Thursday, do it on Friday. Today, they said, okay, listen, we'll stop playing. We got to do it every day. We're going to do it every day through the tenth. They weren't done though, through October tenth. So essentially, for the next twenty twenty days, the Fed window is going to be open. Now. They also said, in addition to that, this is something I've never seen, but, you know, again, this is one of the the new tools of the toolkit that they've come up with. In addition to that, during this same time period, they are going to introduce the Fed window. A lot of it is day-to-day and then, but you can have it up to a year. These ones will just be, hey, we'll let you borrow for two whole weeks, hoping that what? They don't come to the Fed window every day, right? Trying to trying to, to get the uh, this thing to work. They're saying that the size will be at least $30 billion. So you start thinking, wait a minute, $75 billion a day, plus uh, I guess, you know, every, every you know, four or five days, we're going to have one of these special deals, right, where we do another $30 billion. Uh, they're calling these, uh, there's going to be three of these 14-day repos. They say an aggregate amount of at least $30 billion each. As indicated by the schedule below, and they put out this this whole big schedule of all of the things that they are, are trying to do to prevent these banks. Remember why the banks got to go there, and, and I I'm doing my best to explain this all to you. So the bank has X amount of deposits, which by law, right, they're able to loan out ninety some percent of that money. And what's been happening, and this is what I'm worried about, is the big depositors. These are the corporations. They've been drawing down money. Now they're telling us, oh, well, it was for quarterly taxes. Then why does the repo auction have to go all the way through October? Right? You know, you're thinking about, right, the the end of September is the end of the quarter. Why did it, right? So obviously we know that's, that's part of it. Here's my, here's my thinking on this. The economy is slowing. We know that. 
Are we in recession? Not yet. But some of the companies are starting to, to what? To burn through some cash. The banks don't have the money to give. This is what this is about. Understand this. What I'm telling you, understand that. Hey, uh, today, let's just say Bank A. Bank A, we've got 10 million requests, and 10 million is probably not very many, for money to be sent somewhere else, right? To paychecks, to the government for taxes, to vendors for payments, right? You know, whatever it may be. Hey, send out this money. The problem is they've loaned most of that money out. And now they need the cash. And normally how it would work is they would take some of the money that they bought, you know, treasuries with or or uh, mortgage-backed securities with, you know, they would sell it to raise the cash. The problem is nobody wants to buy it. Well, let me rephrase that. No one wants to buy it for a fee of, 1.75 to 2%. Right? That's the new Fed's funds rate. There's people out there willing to buy that debt so the company so these banks have the cash needed to send out all the payment requests from the depositors. Pretty pretty simple, right? I mean, this is how banking works. For those of you that didn't know, this is how it works. That's why I educated you a long time ago. When you put your money into the bank, it is not yours. By law. That's right. You know when you open up that account? You know, have you ever, have you done it? I know most of them, like, man, something really, really bad has to happen for anybody to switch a bank. Because it's a pain in the butt. Right, we got all the direct deposits, the automatic withdrawals. I mean, it's it's like, oh, I, I got to tell 20 people. Right, that's a lot of work, so I don't want to do it. So you just kind of accept it. But when you open an account and you're initialing here, click OK there, sign here, initial there, OK here, what you're saying is, hey, when I put this money in, when my direct deposit hits, I know that the, that money is no longer mine. And I'm an unsecured creditor to the bank. Period. That's the law. Matter of fact, just so you know, because some people don't some people don't want to believe it. I don't know why. But this was a law before we were even a country. So banking law, listen, banks been around a long time. All of you know. They've been around a long time. This has been banking law since like the 1400s. So uh, it was actually English law that, that set the precedent. But nonetheless, this is what's happening right now. And you think about the need. Over the last three days, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, between 80 and 85 billion dollars a day 
have been requested. That's how short they are to meet obligations. And so, like I said, normally they would get somebody to give collateral on loans. And they would do it normal practice is the charge for that is what some within the Fed's funds rate. Right? That one seven five to two percent. What happened starting earlier this week was nobody wanted the debt for that little. Matter of fact, it jumped as high as ten percent. So now the central bank has to buy it all. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Despite what the left and the media tries to tell you, the term anchor babies isn't a dirty word. Just like illegal immigrant is a factually accurate term to describe the people pouring into our nation, anchor baby is a factually accurate term to describe those infants that serve as anchors to allow extended families to stay in America. Democrats have fabricated a whole new set of rules to govern what we are and are not allowed to say without being called a racist. But let's break through their phony rules and talk about the facts. Do you think the entire world is racist? Democrats must think so, since the U.S., Canada, and Tanzania are the only three nations that give birthright citizenship to anchor babies. Birthright citizenship refers to the practice of instantly giving citizenship to any child born within the United States borders. Under our birthright citizenship laws, there's no exceptions concerning the circumstances that brought the pregnant mother to American soil. This has spawned a whole industry around birth tourism. Pregnant women come to America on a tourist visa, stay just long enough to have the baby, and use the baby's citizenship as a way to claim citizenship for themselves. That's what being an anchor baby is all about. Some of the women hoping to use anchor babies don't even come in legally on a tourist visa. Lots of them pour in illegally across our southern border. Keeping this policy in place is cruel to these poor women because it encourages them to make the dangerous journey across the deserts of our southern border while they're very pregnant. Birthright incentives make the leftist narrative complicit in the tragic deaths of so many young women and unborn children. This is a major problem for our nation as a whole. The vast majority of these people who use anchor babies to stay in the United States do not know English. That means they cannot read the Declaration of Independence, understand the Pledge of Allegiance, or fully participate in our electoral process. For the sake of these women and our nation, these dangerous anchor baby policies must stop today. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired, pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at phyllisschlafly.com. Join us, won't you, at phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Three lines open. We're down to the last 12 $5 liberties. Uh, If you're just joining us, 
Uh, didn't have a lot, but we had $35 Liberties. Uh, they're $400 a piece. That's $30 off a coin today at 800 951 0592. Don't forget silver. Throw some silver in there. Silver Eagle rolls are at 430. The best deal on silver are still those rolls of dimes uh, at $70. So uh, be diversified in that portfolio. And again, you know I don't love silver, but I love I love the price uh, that it's at today. Again, it, silver got all the way up to almost $20. Fell down to $17.50. Kind of built that base there. Uh, getting ready for the, the next surge in, in silver, which I think is going to take it above twenty twenty two twenty four dollars to the ounce eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two so here was the problem okay normally this by the way the scenario I just explained to you that happens every day every day the bank knows roughly about how much money it needs to disperse Right, because they always had, you know, like I said, a lot of this stuff now with all the uh, auto pays and all that stuff and whatnot, and they always uh, go out and and sell debt for cash, debt for dollars, and you know you got to think about it, it, it like today a mortgage, you know, figure what four four and a quarter for a thirty year mortgage, okay. Well, they'll sell that debt. They'll borrow against the debt, if you will, for you know one seven five. So the banks, hey, we're still good here. We got some slack in here. But what happened was people stopped wanting the debt because all these banks, all these institutions, they all needed cash. In other words, they're already over-leveraged. They've over-borrowed. They've over-loaned, really. And, and so when, when you're sitting there looking at all of these things, here's what's happened. The banks couldn't sell their debt. And these are going to be, you know, most of it is A-grade, you know, Tier 1 and we can argue whether that's even really the truth or not. But they weren't able to, lo- to to get the money for a reasonable interest rate. Right? Obviously, if someone, hey, well, I'll take it, but it's going to cost you 10%. <laughs> right? Nobody's going to do that. Wait a minute, but I only, you know, I loaned it out at 4%. I'm going to lose 6%. So the uh, Federal Reserve has had to come in. See, because they want you to believe this Fed's funds rate is real. It's not. It's fake. If real market forces were at play, what would interest rates be right now? 4%, 5%, something like that. Not one seven five. So they've had to create these repo auctions so the banks have enough money to pay all your transactions. And that's what this is about. And now every day now, all of a sudden today, they said, hey, we got to do even more. $75 billion a day isn't enough. Now we got to do these auctions. 
the next thing the next thing is quantitative easing where they just start buying the treasuries here we'll just buy them all buy them all uh that way the banks have more money right to help ease this liquidity problem and of course you know that's the the printing press the making up of the money out of thin air there's no real you know loans behind it it's just the fed operating their own printing press and and, and why it is that you've seen gold remember gold every time the central bank says they fix things right gold takes a beating it does right think about when gold bottomed at 250 dollars to the ounce Back when England sold all their gold, boy, was that a horrible idea. Everything was going to be fixed, right? Debts were going to be paid off, balanced budgets, budget surpluses, right? All that stuff. And when that didn't happen, gold started running. And then when we ran into the last time we ran into a liquidity crisis, right? Gold started running some more, didn't it? Right, and of course we had QE, QE1, QE2, QE3, twist, retwist. I mean, so many, you know, tools in the toolkit. I mean, it's really ridiculous. Let the market, let capitalism work. The ones that did it right will be rewarded. The ones that didn't will fail. They want that. Because they didn't want to admit that a lot of the banks you put your money in are failures. Right? And you think about who in their right mind would lend $84 billion to Ford? <laughs> I mean, they're junk bonds. Who in their right mind lent all that money to Sears and Kmart? Right? Idiotic. Right? Who would lend money to General Motors? Right? All their workers, 48,000 workers are on strike. They haven't built a car in a week. But in order to prop up the system, they have to because it's like, oh, if we say that the that Ford or GM or all these companies aren't going to pay and they're going to go bankrupt, right, then people are going to realize our balance sheets aren't very good. And, of course, they came up with this fake little plan, right? Gold was 1900 bucks When they took, oh, we fixed it, right? Rates were at zero. The Fed had a four. Four and a half trillion dollar balance sheet, and any minute now we're going to start raising rates. And then, of course, let's let's face it: J.P. Morgan helped spoof the markets, all that other stuff. Gold went all the way back to a thousand and fifty, and then people started looking. Did they fix it? I'm not so sure. Gold went a little higher. They they were raising rates, and and a lot of people started going, oh, boy, I don't know if we should be raising rates, and gold went a little higher, and then they said, you know what, we're going to start selling off our balance sheet, and then gold went quite a bit higher because people were like, that that's a horrible idea, right? And of course, now less than a year after they started selling their balance sheet, what's happened? Uh, no more selling. Everybody's talking about uh, re- restarting the balance sheet stuff. Rates, they're not rising anymore. Rates are falling, right? And, and they're, they're worried because they've created a bunch of bubbles. 
I'm going to tell you what one of the Federal Reserve Chiefs had to say next. 800-951-0592. The last eight. I'm sorry. How we still have eight, I don't know, but it's good, good for you. If you haven't called yet, I've got eight remaining $5 liberties. These are the old ones, 1866 to 1907. I mean, fractional gold, uh, what, within, what, 95 or so dollars of spot, incredible. Uh, you know, really, when you think about it, uh, if you do the math, you know, divide it by four, you're like $23, $24 over spot per coin. It's crazy good. Uh, $5 liberties, 400 bucks. I got eight left. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, we had two. We had three dissenters at this Fed meeting, right? And here's the problem. And you think about what happened with the repo rates and the banks needing liquidity, and the Fed's got to start quantitative easing again, which because one reason: too much debt, not enough money. Everybody's too leveraged. We had. One Federal Reserve member wanted to lower more than the quarter point. Two didn't want to lower it at all. One of them, Boston Federal Reserve President Eric Rosengren, gave his reason today. And you know what? Even though I, the Fed has no choice and needs to cut, he's not wrong. Let me, let me tell you what he said. He said that the rate cut wasn't needed, that risk, and that cutting them risk further inflating the prices of risky assets. He's talking about stocks. Promoting and encouraging people to take on too much leverage. Right? What he's talking about is I'm looking at debt levels. I'm looking at consumer debt levels. I'm looking at business debt levels. Here's the thing. that I, Here's my problem with Mr. Rosengrid, because he's right. But this is why you lowered the rates to begin with. Because they wanted to inflate prices and encourage people to borrow money. That was the reason. Right? Because why do they lower rates? Well, we want to make things appear cheaper to stimulate demand, artificial demand, to drive up prices. And we want to what? Punish savers so they won't save their money. They go, well, God, if the bank's not going to pay me any interest, I might as well buy something. So... Yes, you're right, but that's the reason why you've done this to begin with. Right? See, it's it's the pot calling the kettle black. Right now, he oh, I don't want to be responsible for the cra- the next crash, so I can say, well, I said not to do it. Please, right? You know, you're sitting there and you're you're thinking about all of the uh, things that are happening. That was his reason uh, for all of these 
uh, all of these events uh, leading up to it. Arlene just handed me a note. So, okay, so we, we got the the Bullion Bank said they had a couple of extras, not very many. Uh, I thought we just sold out, uh, the, but uh, Arlene says that there's still five five twenties left. So we I guess the, the they when they said thirty, it was thirty ish. Yes, it was a little over thirty ish. So there you go. So I thought we were done, but we're not. Got five left, four hundred bucks, eight hundred, nine five one zero five nine two. And just know that Federal Reserve, Boston Federal Reserve President Rosengren is worried. He's worried that we created a bubble and everybody's over levered. And obviously, just look at the banks. This isn't complicated. They want you to think that it is. It's not. All the banks need money because my feeling is all of a sudden the profits that were coming in from these companies has slowed a little more significantly than they want to admit. And some of these companies now, their balances aren't rising, right? They're what? They're going down, right? All of a sudden, some of these consumers, hey, maybe their deposits weren't rising, but they were just hovering, right? And, you know, they always have... You know, around four or five, uh, maybe a thousand, maybe five thousand in the bank at all. You know, after paying all the bills and this and that and the other, and now all of a sudden, the guy that had five thousand has only got four. The people that normally had a thousand, it's down to you know seven fifty, and those that normally only had you know two, three, four hundred bucks got none or maybe negative. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Well, wait a minute, we need more cash." And every bank, every bank is saying, hey, we need more cash. And and the only way that these banks were willing to risk not having enough cash was to say, hey, I'll charge a whole lot for that debt. And that's why this window's open. This is what we need to be careful about. I don't know, right, how big is the slowdown going to get, but, you know, I, I don't know, but I know this. Quantitative easing four is coming because it has to. More rate cuts are coming because they have to. Bubbles be damned. I'm just worried about the other side. What happens when it breaks? 800-951-0592. The last segment of the week. Remember what happened last weekend? (laughs) Who knows what's going to happen this weekend, right? Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's up uh, five, fifteen oh four, fifteen oh five. Silver's unchanged right now. Seventeen dollars and seventy six cents. Uh, the Dow is mixed for right now. Uh, Jim Cramer just coming out saying uh, things are getting worse. Uh, unprecedented levels of what did he call it here? Uh, worried about. The industrial sounding the alarm, major pillars of the U.S. economy saying new levels of anxieties are rising. That FedEx 
was a wake-up call? I mean, I mean, FedEx gave that news earlier this week. I mean, you know, everybody wanted to sugarcoat it and all this, and we're all happy about a quarter of a point rate cut. Uh, Boeing isn't beginning itself back on track. Caterpillars, numbers, and I'm quoting here, not great. Uh, and then this just out, uh, suppliers of General Motors uh, layoffs now getting ready uh, to wave through the suppliers for General Motors. So uh, the the GM strike now starting to hit uh, the GM suppliers as well here. This thing's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, and I get both sides. You know, GM wants to hire people at $15 an hour and call them temporary workers and pay them that for eight years. Well, I mean, $15 an hour is what they want to pay the person at McDonald's, right? You can't have it both ways. The problem is, truthfully, and this is just truth, GM isn't nearly as profitable as you hear about on TV. And this is this is huge. I just told you about Ford, $84 billion. All of it, down, Moody's downgraded all of it to junk. Uh, my guess is, I don't know where General Motors debt is. It may already be junk. Uh, probably, if it isn't, it's on its way there. Uh, again, I don't know if this is the start of something, if it's just another one of these blips on the radar. Uh, but but uh, I, we've created bubbles here, folks. You know it. Come on. You don't open up the Fed window so banks can pay bills. And pay people's, uh, you know, mortgages and car payments and and insurance premiums and play uh, businesses suppliers uh, if if things are really good, even if things really are just okay, that shouldn't happen. But again, the Fed created their own problem. They're trying to act like they didn't. Listen to what Boston uh, President Rosengren said. He said, listen, we created a, you know, I'm, I'm helping him. I'm paraphrasing for him. Hey, we created these bubbles, and we got all this debt out there. I don't think it's going to end very good, and I don't want to encourage any more of it. And he already uh, may be too late. 800-951-0592. Uh, the last of the $5 liberties, $400 uh, silver. I got silver eagle rolls at 430, silver dime rolls at $70, uh, 800-951-0592. Remember, last weekend was when they bobbed those oil fields in, in, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I don't know. You know what? 48 hours is a long time. So... Uh, We'll see what happens, and I'm Trading Group. Get that wealth insurance put away. We'll be back on Monday.